Festival aficionado. He looks to take edgy pictures around the city of Milwaukee. Um, he just an overall great guy, and I haven't seen him in a long time. And uh, it's good to welcome uh, Abe Vargas to the show. Thank you very much, Ben. How are you doing today? Man, uh, I'm good. Um, uh, yeah, I dropped the Guinness on the way here, so I had to drink <laughs> one of them before this. But uh, I'm good. I worked. Um, still kind of wet from. I worked in a dish room, yeah, and okay. like, I like, my pants were like still wet from all of the water that was just, just splashing, splashing around, yeah. yeah, but shit man, secure in the bag. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Been there though with uh, the actual, just in the kitchen and stuff like that in high school, I had to, just a job that I had um, through school um, with just a splashing around, so I definitely know yeah. what that's all about, it's an uncomfortable feeling, but uh, right. thank you for uh, yeah, I got pushing around like, with it. I got these like soaked <laughs> boxers right now. Um, <laughs> Still kind of like, yeah, I'm drying, but hopefully it'll be more dry by the time the show is over. Yeah, for sure, man. How are you today? I'm, How are I'm you? doing well. It's a beautiful day outside and things like that. It's like um, 70 degrees out. For once, honestly, we had a we had a big uh, couple of days of rain last week. It was like, uh, I think from like Tuesday to Thursday or Monday. And a day of snow. Yeah. And a day of snow. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, this weather's just been kind of crazy lately. Like, yeah having most of the season uh, just throughout the week. And then <laughs> it was nice that this weekend it, uh, it lined up nicely with uh, the nice weather on the weekend yeah. instead of right. last week where we had the nice weather Monday through Friday when nobody's really outside. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday it was just fucking snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was cooped inside. And I, same here. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was at work while it was snowing and I just could not look outside. Um, <laughs> but it melted like the next day. So it's like, what was the point? Seriously, you know? <laughs> people, yeah, exactly. A lot of people at my at, uh, work were telling me about how they didn't even bother. They just checked yeah. the weather the next day, and they were like, "It's gonna be seventy degrees tomorrow." All right, I guess I just won't shovel. I just, I just won't go out today. And uh, after that, I'll go ahead and just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna go ahead and open mine yet. <laughs> right, I'll take this one. <laughs> not nearly as bad, but oh, you want to drink? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta clean this up. This is like, this just happened at a couple episodes ago. Too. Oh, really? I, I'm really bad about uh, handling my beer, like transporting it on the way here because it always ends up like I drop it and it explodes. It explodes everywhere. You should have some paper towels just setting right here. Yeah, I, I should just have some on hand. It'll be like my next investment for the yeah, show. For the well, show. Cheers. Thank you. I'm gonna yeah. say cheers to that, sir. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, well, good. It's it's good to see you. Like like I said, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, we haven't all been together in a while, but um, I you reached out to me a couple months ago. You wanted to do a show. Yeah. And I figured, man, a great great opportunity to catch old Amy. Yeah, catch old Amy from the block. <laughs> strutting around Milwaukee yeah. doing this thing. Yeah. Well, I, don't do know, I just really like uh, just talking to people and seeing mm -hmm. uh, the different. I guess, um, innovations or ideas that people have in Milwaukee, yeah. uh, not just with music or any kind of art, um, or just initiatives that people like to take um, that are of people that are from here or went to yeah. school here at least, and see the community in Milwaukee, and they're like, right. hey, this would be a benefit to not just me or a creative outlet, but just yeah. a benefit to the community in general. So 
I like seeing shit like that. So yeah. cheers to you uh, for it. Um, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all here. I'm here for all that stuff. Uh, oh hey, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I we can't do it without you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's that's a good point because um, it's different in every city. Every city has different resources, different people, different ideas going around, and uh, it's the our scene and the people within our scene and how they think is highly dependent on our surroundings yeah. and just what we have here. Yeah, so, what we have available. Yeah. Uh, resources, honestly. So we've been exploring Milwaukee and it's, um, and just how people think, how people operate and just how our, um, our community has shaped who each and every one is. Mm-hmm. Um, we explore that a lot on this show. Okay. Um, cool. So the theme of Mr. Nice Guy, uh, we talk about love and fear <coughs> predominantly. Okay. Um, but love and fear goes hand in hand with um, with like that whole concept of how the environment shapes us and just how um, you know everything in the past is a has led us to where we are now. Um, and I think just people that are very forward thinking mm-hmm. that um, just have uh, some pretty clever insights about you know what takes in this life to be um to be wholesome okay. and to be happy and feel like you know you're you're actualizing yourself um I, I think that even if you're you know not dropping albums out or if you're not uh painting pictures it's like you still you know people with ideas are still a very uh integral okay. part of our our scene and mm-hmm. and that's why I appreciate just having people like you here on the show to just talk about some of those ideas, yeah. so some of those visions. For sure, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so going back in love and fear, um, one thing that I want to, uh, right off the bat, I want to dive into a discussion I've been having with people. So mm-hmm. one of my biggest inspirations of this show is Joe Rogan. Okay. Um, I, I've watched a lot of Joe Rogan in my day. Um, he's actually the one that uh, watching his show is what inspired me to film it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like when you watch a show, as opposed to just having the auditory part of it, then you can actually like. I feel like it goes back to how it's not always about what people say, but how they say it. And watching mm-hmm. those nonverbals, having that visual oh, component, is yeah. just helps you sort of. Take away, take away from it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's another another good aspect of it um, to have that visual um, mm-hmm. represent, representation of uh, emotion. Uh, something you could see two, uh, you could see the same person react to something differently if they have a visual aspect to mm-hmm. it, uh, and that's just with a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> for me, exercising, uh, for uh, just in podcasts, uh, in movies, hearing a score. Uh, things like that. So putting all these different, uh, I guess, the senses together yeah, uh, right. really leaves for a more obvious, obviously a meaningful experience or something that you're able to, right. I guess, remember more. Yeah. I guess I remember podcasts that I've seen uh, more rather than something that I've just heard, like a yeah. song or something, or uh, going to music. I remember hearing something a little bit more if I have a visual aspect to it. Mm-hmm. If I see something on YouTube, I'm like, oh, that's that video compared to just listening right. to it. It just reminds me yeah. a little bit more. It just gives me a different sense to connect to that aspect. So... I completely agree on that uh, Joe Rogan part. Uh, yeah. I can remember just all his different reactions and yeah. all the shit he says, the posters he has in the background, and I can't mm-hmm. say that about 
Uh, I listen to a Buddhist podcast, and I don't know what the guy looks like. I mm. don't know where he is. He could right. be walking around. He could just be laying down in his bed. Right, yeah. I don't know. It's I don't just... know. Like, uh, you know, traditional uh, Buddhist format would be uh, in a podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... uh, and that's the thing about this guy. It's a secular Buddhist podcast, so it's um, just a, for people that are not, I guess, don't. I guess uh, don't follow don't follow a specific religion faith. or don't integrate that into their lives or just like I guess what I got out of secular was that it's just not you don't have to fall under a certain religion it's just about the practices and things like that so yeah. uh, that's the podcast that I listen to mostly and I don't know what this guy looks like I don't know yeah. like where he is where he's set up uh, or what he does honestly well he's told us what he does but it's just <laughs> realizing what this image is in my head of this man just based on his voice and this stuff that he says, which yeah. is, I think it's cool, like a bit of a mystery, but going back to the Joe Rogan aspect, yeah. I could just remember it more. Simply it can't help but, Joe Rogan is. right, but it can't help but fo- kind of force you to paint a picture of like what that room looks like that he's talking in, mm-hmm. or what his facial expressions are, um, just like what, yeah, just like, it, it, it um, you, you, you can't really, when you, but when you finally see it, um, when you, when you finally do get like, um, a peak of, you know, what it, when that visual component is there, yeah. then it, it completely reframes, you know, your whole sort of mantra of like About your like, idea yeah. of the, sh- of the show. Of the show, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I saw the inspiration and I, I can see why you're doing it. I mean, it's, uh, it kept, it caught my attention. I sure. simply Thank had you. never just thought, um, with also Joe Rogan, it's just just talks about interesting things. Yeah. So that's and that's kind of what I want to yeah <laughs> leading into it. right. So that's kind of like the, the the topic that I want to bring up with you is so Joe Rogan is he is like I mean he's a great host. He's very charismatic. He he can sit down and talk to pretty much anybody, and he can have you know like you said like he has very fascinating discussions and very great guests and that enables him to bring a lot of um, meaningful discussions to the table. Um, And I commend him for that, because not every show can do that. Not every host has that skill to, you know, have such a universal ability to, you know, engage in discussion or debate with people. But that being said, that's made him polarizing. Some people, like, so I recently posted on Facebook, like, like, what are everyone's thoughts on Joe Rogan? Because... Yeah, because, like, when we look at his guests, he, like, sure, like, I mean, like, we all know Joe, like, he's generally, like, pretty progressive, but he's very, like, he tries to be very practical, and he tries to put people in their place, like, if they, um, like, you know, if they are saying something that, you know, is illogical or irrational, doesn't make sense. Um, sort of keeps him in line. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he he tries to sort of, like, push back against from, you know, some of those, like, radical uh, movements, whether they be, like, from the left or from the right. Too far right, yeah. Yeah. And, but, so, like, some of the guests he has, he, he's, he's had some, like, uh, like, admittedly, like, he has had some, like, sort of questionable or, um, somewhat sketchy uh, personalities on his show, specifically people that have been labeled Mm alt-right, people that have been labeled as, like, you know, 
men's rights advocates yeah. or people that have just, you know, people overall, on all sides. Yeah, people I that have overall been just been very controversial, people that have been um you know, that have been uh just um they're they're very like um the, the very um concept of giving them a platform is seen as problematic. Some people like okay. Molly Annapolis, Gavin mm-hmm. McGinnis, um Fucking uh, Steven Crowder yeah. and like Alex Jones. Alex Let's Jones. like yeah. he was uh, he was there recently. Yeah. I think there. Oh man, there's somebody else I just that I remembered very specifically, but I can't. Uh, I know their episode was kind of problematic, but I can't remember a specific name right now. But what was? <laughs> do you remember the topic? Uh, it was an. Uh, I don't even know if he's alt right. He's just a very conservative guy. Just always has something to say about like abortion and. Um, Not Ben Shapiro. Uh, I think yeah, it was Ben Shapiro. Oh, okay. There we go. Ben so Shapiro. that was. Uh, so he was on there. At least I saw the thumbnail for it, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't even feel like clicking on it. Right. Like, yeah. You know what? Well, he just he it just he, shows the guests that he has on the show. Like if yeah. you click on a video and you look down on the on the recommended side, like uh, no two people that are next to each other, or thumbnails or pictures are going to be on the same side for mm-hmm. one or two particular things. Yeah. So it's people that bring in different uh, things to the table, uh, different discussions of different topics. Yeah. But the thing about that show is that he has so many different people from so many different fields either of study or yeah. whether it's people that are in music or over to doctors. I think the other day I was watching an episode, he had a, a Western medicine yeah. guy, but he also had his like MD and he was a physician. Yeah. So he was talking about all that. His comedians, actors, comedians, actors, journalists, a bunch of different people. And the MMA really, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing he does on this. On this well, I don't even think he just does so many things that yeah. like, everything is on the side. He right. doesn't have one main thing. Yeah. And, and I'd be lying if like that hasn't that hasn't like uh, touched me with like how I've like wanted to format my show and like, the guests I've had like just people that do a lot of different things. Yeah. So when it comes to like you know the the um, controversial characters that he's had on his show, like some people see it as just like problematic at the, at the very fact that he has them on the show, okay. that he's giving them a platform, that he's allowing them to speak and spew all this untrue or hateful or harmful rhetoric mm-hmm. and and I mean like I, I have to um, and I, I would say that like I have to agree to that to an extent where if I was Joe like as much as I love Joe and I love his show like maybe if I was him like I wouldn't give certain people like those platforms if I know that you know they're spreading hateful ideologies about certain mm-hmm. demographics of people or they're just saying things that are just, you know, just when they're just saying things that could um, give, uh, that could um, incite violence or incite okay. hateful yeah. ideals about other people. Mm-hmm. Like that, like I don't fuck with that at all. Yeah. And no one should fuck <laughs> I don't with think that. So, yeah. I, I don't, don't either. <laughs> so, but I hope people don't. But the, but the thing is, like, there are people that commented on my post that. Like are like like friends of mine that are like pretty far left that were actually like saying speaking positively of Joe mm-hmm. and saying that like they like the way he does the show yeah. they like that you know they're he's he's talking to people from all different sides of the political spectrum, mm-hmm. um, there like there's some people that don't see that as an issue and especially because like it's worthy to point out that. He's Joe isn't endorsing these people. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just listening to them. Yeah, he's just talking to them, and that's the, that's the thing. Uh, when it gets to becoming dangerous, or I think uh, 
I'm pretty sure he has like a protocol that he tells people he's like, all right, just don't like incite any like crazy yeah. things. Like, right. I don't think he obviously has to steer the podcast a certain way. Obviously, he would have to if it gets out of control like that. But I haven't seen his podcast get too out of control lately. It's just more of him. He's really good at steering conversations mm-hmm. as well, which is good for us. He's got a very like calming voice. Exactly. Um, he's very like he doesn't. He's never like hostile. It's just like I remember seeing him talking to Candace Owens about climate change and like how she like doesn't think it's a thing and he's just like you don't think that's a thing yeah. well you know like these scientists like yeah. they the consensus that it's there like you know doesn't that mean anything to you like, and whereas other people will you know very readily like jump on that with filled with emotion and yeah. like attack and hate already yeah, yeah. and attack right Candace right. Owens for saying that and I mean like yeah like I mean I totally disagree with her, but like the fact that he can rationally and calmly do that. Yeah, it's a skill that yeah. he has, and that's why he's good at it. Yeah, and that's why I think he gets a lot of people on the show. I mean, because he's, I feel like he's a joy to talk to. A lot of people like talking to him. He his podcast episodes are hours long mm-hmm. at a time, so people like going there because I mean he does obviously give them a platform to an extent. Yeah. But uh, not to the extent of spreading all this hate and stuff. Ross, I just don't think he would post it. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but besides that, I mean, I just feel like he's a really good host. Sure, he's yeah. All around, just really good with people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good communicator. So that's yeah. what I feel is playing to a huge, uh, huge strength. He's playing to his strengths. Yeah. When it comes to doing that media stuff. Totally. Being a, just a face for, I guess, I don't know, just the people in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, so like, uh, the way you see it, like, do you see him giving, you know, having, like, hosting these guests on, on his show that, you know, have been labeled alt-right or whatever like do you do you yourself think that like you know that becomes an issue or at least where would you draw the line uh i think it's fine i think that um i think he genuinely just likes to talk to people from all different types of backgrounds because i think it fascinates him i feel like he's a guy that just likes to always learn or always have uh like a see different perspectives and talk mm-hmm. to and connect with people so i feel like it's fine that he brings them in uh, obviously, it's just based on his judgment when somebody is crossing the line. Um, I guess for him, it's just based on the situation, yeah. obviously, uh, situational. But I think it's fine him bringing in these people to, to talk or sort of... I think he kind of likes to also try to rationalize yeah. and sort of uh, tries to find a middle ground between right. somebody he knows is opposing in some topic. But if he knows that it's like far gone and that there is no trying to stop them or trying to change their ways and sort of... Um, just different, yeah, and different yeah. angles, and he's really good at just slowly just like letting it go or sort of reading a situation mm-hmm. or a conversation just a bit more to the point where he knows, all right, I shouldn't try to speak some more sense into this person or vice versa, or uh, just trying to, I guess, uh, neutralize the situation in a yeah. way because <laughs> I know he's had some of those yeah. in the past, but besides that, I feel like he's really good at it. Sure. Um, and like to just, just talk to people. Yeah, no, totally. Like, I think, like, he, if we're going to find real progress in society, we have to approach people that have different ideals or values in life or just different philosophies on how to, how to, um, how to accomplish, like, equality and address social justice Mm -hmm. and, and, just overall make our world a better place to live, then we have to have this, mm-hmm. 
we kind of we have to do that as hard as it may be sometimes like we have to find um level-headedness when we're faced with conflict of interests when mm -hmm. we're or when we just are faced with somebody who just sees things in a completely different way than us like um like and, I, and like i mean i'm a pretty liberal liberal person but i still try to understand you know where um, like where conservatives, you know, yeah. find their values or like what, you know, their, what their, what they base their decisions off of. Because, you know, you can be a conservative and you can be well-informed. You can be a liberal and be ill-informed. Yeah. Like there's, there's people all over the board and all right, over the yeah. spectrum, uh, in regards to where they fall on, where they fall politically. Uh, and I feel like it's essential to have conversations with people that are, uh, not necessarily just have different perspectives than us, but are different than us uh, yeah. in a way when it comes to whether it's race, uh, ethnicity, whatever it may be, school you went to, uh, something as simple as that, where you're from. Because uh, you could get two communities from two different, uh, from the same state or from the same neighborhood, yeah. uh, or just a different side of a neighborhood, yeah. uh, and compare things, and you'll see that things are very, very, very different. Uh, everywhere that you go. Uh, Milwaukee is probably one of the best examples as to a place that needs this either spark or just a group of uh, young professionals or initiative, um, I guess. And I know that there are things going on. It's just things take time. Yeah. Uh, and when people talk about patience, and I say this to a lot of the people that, uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I either just talk to, um, just because I like to talk to people. Mm -hmm. uh, when we think about patience, where a lot of people, or us youngings, like to think of patience as months and weeks and things like that. And yeah. it's, that's, it's hard to burst your bubble, but patience, uh, when you start to see things and lay them out for how long things take and how, how long... Uh, things like change can start to happen. It's a long time. Yeah. You start to see that we're not talking days, weeks, and right. months. We're talking years and years yeah. and years and years. And you just have to. I don't know. I don't know if it's faith or whatever. I don't. I don't know the term, but you just have to believe in a way, or I don't know if that is a term for in the future that whatever you say here and do here uh, will live past generations, or not even a single generation. Maybe just one, yeah. but that one generation that you're language or your voice has been heard can be enough to keep it going or yeah. can be enough to inspire somebody else. So totally. I feel like uh, when it comes to having those uh, difficult conversations, it starts, like you said also, it starts with us and it starts with people that want to see change and yeah. have lived through either the, the rut of it or have lived on the very, very good end of it. It's very important to bridge that gap between people who live very, very luxurious lives or are just born into them haven't talked to people that have lived in shit and yeah. haven't had a single thing in comparison. See how like see how that seeing a conversation like that work out like that's gonna inspire uh, real change. Uh, and it has people are having those conversations, but it's such a hard hitting conversation yeah. to. Uh, and I feel like college is the perfect. We're at the perfect age where that happens because all these people from different, very very different backgrounds meet in one place for a certain goal. And that goal is to either, um, I feel like a common goal for college is to just serve the greater good or yeah. to necessarily just better yourself because college is a choice. Yeah. You don't have to right. go. You don't but have it, to go it helps 
it readies people for the real world. Exactly. You know, exactly. The rest and of their lives. Exactly. Not say, and not and the other thing is not saying college is the only route to get through mm. that. That was just my experience. I know people who don't go to college and have been doing some, some awesome, awesome things yeah. for um, for the community, for their job, for their field, uh, whether it's in a trade or entrepreneurship, <laughs> things like that. It's a wide variety of routes to get into. I'm just. Just college was my easiest route to get through that yeah. uh, for the specific profession that I want or that I have. Because uh, college is the only way to get into it. But for other people, uh, it's good to connect with those other people mm -hmm. that either didn't go to college or just uh, are in a different realm than I, or just have had a completely different experience than I have because that then incites conversation mm -hmm. on what worked for you and what didn't. And then same thing for me, what worked for me and what didn't and how we right. can that make that better for the future or uh, for the current community that we have or set up some infrastructure for the future. And I know that's been going on. Um, we just have to fucking keep it going because yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Because like my conscious reality and like the obstacles I've faced are completely or could also be similar to those that you have. Mm -hmm. oh, it can 100%. be, but I can say the same about um, your trials and tribulations you know, for someone across the world, mm -hmm. like someone who lives in a completely different culture, someone who lives in, that has, um, you know, faced different oppressions or faced different privileges. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, it's very dependent on, it's, it's very like subjective mm -hmm. to like how, you know, just based on like, you know, what, your conscious reality has allowed you to be exposed to. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, you know, I, like, I believe a lot in multicultural, multiculturalism for that reason, mm -hmm. because, you know, when you find a lot of different cultures, like, blending together into, like, you know, kind of a melting pot, and you, and we find all this cultural exchange, mm -hmm. which is, you know, something I think is, that makes help, that one of the best things about America is that there is a lot of that multiculturalism. Mm -hmm. Not to downplay, yeah, not to downplay places. that the fact that you know cultural appropriation is an issue. Not mm -hmm. also to downplay that there's still plenty of racism that we've mm -hmm. yet to address. Yeah. As in addition to another myriad of issues, yeah. but there's a lot. Right, but it's, but it's like especially in our time. But at least, <laughs> but at least like it, we see the merit to it, and mm -hmm. at least now we find that it, that there is that um, that beauty and in that commonality people are standing up for it and, um, yeah that's what we want that's right what we need um, it was sort of I don't know it felt like a while ago it's just even through our childhood I felt like when we were young it was just it was very hidden with a lot of the things that we we're just talking about there's just so many so many a myriad of things that have just happened in our lifetime that um, with society in general on like what's appropriate what isn't things like that mm -hmm. um, to the point where <laughs> I don't know. It's just com it's just a completely different way of living now mm -hmm. um, than it was when we were kids, obviously, yeah. uh, as with any generation. But I feel like ours is very interesting, very special, simply because of the rise of also like technology and things like that. Um, but yeah, in regards to the big uh, just oppression and all these other things, like I was mentioning earlier, things just are just very very different nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, with like I said people standing up and actually like so we're well, not, well, not saying not that, not that they're not giving a shit but they're actually now giving more of a shit right. to literally be like alright this is not okay what we're doing what can here. we do about it exactly and things like that but the thing is and it's important to point out 
It is super fucking important that there is division within that. We can address that there are issues that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. We can point out that something is wrong, something needs to be done about this, but like even that, within yeah. those circles, there will be people that fight about what the best solution is. Mm -hmm. They can agree up to that point, would be like, you know, institutionalized racism is a huge issue in our society. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to do about it. No, this is what we need to do about it. You know what? Fuck you. No, this fuck you too. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be conflict. Right, but that's the right. thing. It's like, that is what I, I think that, like, people lose sight of sometimes is that even within your own circles that are standing up for the same things, there's still so much division with how within you that. see fit. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to, I want to emphasize that. And this is why, like, I try to see not someone as like, you know, a liberal or a, or a Republican or what, it, yeah. Like I, a lot of us want the same thing. A lot of us want equality that we want to live in a society that you know treats people from all different backgrounds backgrounds demographics minorities like we want we want us all to function as a society that you know where happiness um and the pursuit of of, of that mm -hmm. and you know um opportunities to success and and just living a living a good life that the American where, yeah, yeah the, the American, American dream, dream sure yeah <laughs> now um, a lot of us want the same thing but we just have different philosophies on how to get there and we have different um, theories about what would suit our economy or our society or our um, just overall like humanity best. Mm -hmm. The problem part, like, I feel like the problem is, like, the people that are problematic are the people that don't, don't want or don't care about us all having the same thing. Mm -hmm. The people are the people that don't acknowledge that uh, certain things that vividly are issues aren't issues, okay. you know? Like, people that say that, oh, well, like, like uh, feminism is stupid, or people that say things like, Oh yeah, I think that racism isn't a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's it's, it's obviously a thing. <laughs> yeah, like it oh, is. Yeah. It's just naive at that point mm -hmm. to be saying something so, you know, blatantly just, so just barbaric. But ignorant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just. So it, I think I feel like that's where I feel like I guess that's where like I would personally draw the line. Like kind of going back and like you know the Joe Rogan conversation is like. I wouldn't want to have a guess on somebody that refuses to acknowledge an oppression mm -hmm. or a or at least just some kind of um, um, giving some kind of uh, validation okay. to the obstacles of of like you know a marginalized group like at least someone who does who refuses to acknowledge that or acknowledge like, like common or. Uh, just resist common knowledge or something. Yeah, yeah. The majority is just like, dude, this is not okay. Like, this is bullshit. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> right. Like, that's... Like, I feel like that's where, like, I would... That's where I would draw the line, yeah. personally. Like, those are, the, those are the people to be worried about are the people that just refuse to acknowledge the realities. Yeah, they're just so set in their ways sometimes that they're just like, all right, this... I don't... That's the thing. They're, they're scared... A lot of people are scared of change. Yeah. Uh, and that comes... Yeah, uh, right. Every... Well, 
the way that I've that's my twenty four years of life, uh, I've sort of realized that everybody is scared of change. Everybody. It's good. There's good change and there's bad change, and just when it comes to change, that is such a broad, um, I guess, in such a broad topic like the economy or just the future of the country, it scares the shit out of people. Like, of course it yeah, would. Right. If somebody like, especially the baby boomers, they've been living in their set way of life for so fucking long that of course you're gonna be terrified if there's gonna be some big change when it comes to your retirement plan or your health insurance. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I'd be, scared, I'd be scared too if I were in right, their shoes. Yeah. And that's the thing. You have to put yourself in their shoes. What if you've been in such a rhythm for 30, 40, 50 years, and then all of a sudden these kids come in and they're like, shit's changing. And you're either yeah. with it or you're not. And that's when we come in and we're right, just yeah. like, hey, yeah, we know it's a huge change. We know we're, we're completely switching up the way that you did things when you were our age, but you have to realize that Things aren't things are, the way. Yeah. This this just isn't the way things and are. And especially with how technology moves so fast, oh, like that, we're scared of that. Is well, that is also a lot of change <laughs> to happen a lot faster. Exactly, and that and it just takes, it simply takes the correct people to to tell the future generations mm-hmm. that hey, it's okay. Um, this is how we we want to help them, um, sort of see the way that things are changing in a positive way because if it's negative, we wouldn't tell them at all. Right, we just uh, try to fuck them over, but we're just like, hey, we care about the future. We want for however long you're going to be here mm-hmm. for. We want you to be a part of that and not sort of rain on the parade that you're not going to fucking be here for in yeah. 20, 30 years. So um, that's the thing, just connecting that gap with people. And, and it's also a generational gap. We don't have to yeah. just, you and I are the same age, but come from completely different backgrounds. I could talk to somebody that comes from your exact, like, comes from your exact same background but it's like 30, 40 years older than you, and it can be completely different. We have to talk about that generational gap, and um, that's sort of how my profession helps me as well. Like I connect with people that I would never fucking talk to, ever. I talk to 70-year-old Jewish women at one of the gyms that I used to work at. I'm a 24-year-old Mexican from the South Side. That's who, that would, <laughs> you can't write yeah. shit like that. And sort of showing them and telling them about the things that I've dealt with in the past, um, you want this one? Sure, dude. We can, or we can split it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't like Guinness. I feel like I'm the only person that likes Guinness, so it's like, oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't like Guinness. Yeah. For a lot of reason. a lot of people don't, and I'm just like, you know what? More for me. Honestly. Yeah, oh, <laughs> more no, for me in the that's world. That's the right way to think about it. And it's uh, me and my hams. Yeah, okay? seriously. You take like, your hams. Yeah, I don't like hams. People can talk shit. People can talk all their all that shit they want about. Hams, but dude, you don't get a thirty rack for eleven bucks yeah. for anything else. But back to back on topic. So, yeah, sure. and this is a conversation also that like I think is important to have like with you know our like um, liberal counterparts because I know that like you know like we can identify as liberals, but a lot of I've noticed that like a lot of people that you know are in like circles on the left like they want change really really fast yeah, and they want things yeah and they want things to happen like right now yeah. you know and and the thing is it's like there's an evolution with how people adapt to that change and that's and you said you you pretty much hit the nail on the head that people are really afraid of change and that's why like a lot of conservatives are like oh well like I don't want to change, or like they'll just start things are the or, way they I want I want them to right. Be, at least. Like we should stick to tradition, you know, and like, 
And no, it's like, yeah, sure, like, I, yeah, and it's like, yeah, like, I can, I can, you know, disagree with that just by principle, but, you know, but we're also, we're not going to win anyone on our side by calling people, like, yeah, sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, but we're not going to win anyone on our side by screaming in people's faces that they're racist and scummy and, yeah. dis- and like, you bigots like people are just that's just gonna make them angrier it's gonna make them more unwilling to adding fuel to to, uh adapt and shit and like adding fuel to the fire and it's unnecessary and it's just it's hard though i i have to validate that it is really fucking hard when for example like when you when if someone like a politician that represents like your government is to say like in in like your state senate or just even in federal court in federal law for someone to say that like you don't deserve like like there shouldn't be the right to uh access to abortion or there shouldn't be a right for you to get your hormones if you're transgender mm-hmm. or we shouldn't be protecting like um you know we shouldn't be protecting like uh minorities against police brutality like for for a, a, an elected official to be saying that, like that has to be a fucking slap in the face yeah. when you're a minority and yeah. you know it's a reality that you struggle with every single day, yeah. and you have someone like, it's awful. And I acknowledge I have a lot of privilege in that because mm-hmm. I mean like I'm I'm a white dude and like yeah, I it's no surprise <laughs> right like I I don't necessarily know how that is yeah. but and it's something you won't ever have to deal with and like yeah. But that's the thing. People get mad, and that's the hard part. People on our or on my side, not saying that we're on sides, but yeah. people from my race like get mad over over that that you have privilege. So when we look at in like in history, and this is why it's important that we teach social studies in schools, is because we have to look at, you know, we have to analyze like from a historical perspective, like you know how we got to this point and how. We have evolved through, you know, various, yeah, yeah. yeah, various civilizations, and and when we see that, we see the constant power struggle that has existed through society, like through, you know, you know, when it comes to things like how there's always been like, you know, there's always been a rich person, a richer dominant force, and there's always been like. A lure, uh, excuse me, a loser or someone who has to follow. A lure, yeah. Right. So it's not in power. Right. That's what it comes down to. Right. We look at, you know, the women that have... No power. Yeah. We've looked at women that, you know, have been, have been classified as poverty, that didn't get that, that didn't get the opportunity to to vote until a couple decades ago. Um, We look at race and how other people that weren't white that were enslaved because mm-hmm. white was seen as like the superior race. Mm-hmm. Like we look at all those things and this the common theme is that it's it's always been there's always that like hierarchical structure of a society where there's always a winner, there's always a loser. There's some yeah, like yeah. you said, there's somebody's in power. Yeah the cast or the cases cast or cases. Yeah, right. Like Everyone's always just divided in those classes, you know, and that started the conversation about capitalism mm-hmm. and just society in general. Yeah, We're all put into different, uh, different categories with what we identify as. Uh, literally everything in our lives is just where we went to school, what we have done in the past, uh, just an accumulation of experiences, uh, and that's 
that sort of drives us onto different paths and how people cross paths is based on they have one this one thing in common or a couple things in common that you then get to see but that's only one connection and that's when we need to have that conversation of all right what else has happened besides this connection that we're having right now what else has happened to you in the past and what have been your struggles and what uh, or how can we fix those struggles or try and make them better for you or not not just for you specifically or how can you try and fix them for people that are following your footsteps or uh, down the same path that you are or similarly down the same path because nobody's right. ever on the same one uh, and things like that just having that conversation about the past and what how they've experienced power and uh, how they've experienced power, power or the lack thereof Mm -hmm. uh, being in a powerful position or being the person that follows or just not being in the dominant position not necessarily saying not necessarily saying that the power relationship was positive it could have been a negative power relationship uh, whether it was at work in a relationship or it could be the opposite in work or in a relationship seeing how that sort of shapes a person and their experience mm -hmm. uh, will help us move forward and see what does and doesn't work out uh, and that's why I feel like a lot of women are speaking up Mm -hmm. uh, no, because people are tired of people are tired of this shit, and yeah, people are right. putting down the hammer and just saying, "All right, this is not. It's never been okay, ever. It's just the way." Uh, and they've said this before: women don't need to change their ways at all. They're not doing anything wrong. It's right. the way that men are raised yeah. and how they yeah. treat women and how it's how it's come to be. It's been like, normalized. It's been yeah. It's been yeah. swept under the fucking rug for a long time. A very, very long time. And now that there's nowhere else to shove this shit in, it's, yeah. there's no other place for it but the public eye. Or people are starting to just be like, hey, there's a fucking mess over there that you've been sweeping under the rug. It's seeping out now. Mm -hmm. It's there, and the, yeah. the evidence is fucking there. <laughs> You're sweeping shit under the rug. Right. It's right there. There's no more space for it because you've filled up all the bullshit. Yeah. Speak up. And that's what women are doing. And it's good. And yeah. it's what needs to be done. For not just that, but all aspects. Racism, um, sexism, uh, <laughs> whatever. Socioeconomic what, status. Yes, socioeconomic yeah. status. Uh, well, everything. And, everything. Right. Yeah, and like... Honestly, there's so many different... Yeah, no, every, really. And, um, and also, like, disabled people, too. And, like, how yeah, they've been seen as, like, this... An other. Seen they've as, been seen as an other. Yeah. And, uh, you sort of... And that's what the whole... I feel... I feel like through, throughout college, my experiences have sort of shown me that it's not about equality, it's about equity. Yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, it's about not giving everybody the same thing, it's about giving everybody what they need to reach the same level. And that's what's been, that hasn't existed, ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> never. If you look back at history, it has never existed because of power. Yeah. If somebody has power, that means somebody is below and somebody is above, and that's not equity. Right. Uh, and I mean, that's what we've needed to get people going. And, but then, I know I'm ranting, but it, or I'm just going to keep going, but it then comes to a question of the type of person that the person, uh, the type of people that are leading. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it well, just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's where that, that's where the, the power struggle slash hierarchy, yeah. like, has just, we've always been, we've just always been raised to believe that like that's how our society should be run like when you grow up you don't question capitalism you don't question you don't religion you don't question religion okay we that's, haven't even talked about yeah religion, i know that's but, that's a but i think religion like the hardest one yeah but i think religion is 
is a fundamental piece of how it's how our society was structured because oh, when because with all these religious texts that were written thousands of years ago you know those are um those gave like the sort of navigation for like okay we should, we need to do this this and this and like this is what these people are supposed to do. It gave a structure. Right. It gave and, like and we, don't, yeah. we don't know if it was correct or not. Um, it's but the, it's been getting challenged like over these oh, many one, hundreds of years. One thousand percent. Now I think now is the hardest time for religion. Uh, and I know there's always been pushback on religion. Uh, I just think it's getting a lot more light these days. Uh, but religion is, in my opinion, the number one of the number one things that has sort of just it's it's kept, ignited ignited why all these things are the way that they are. But it, yeah, um, but it's kept uh, it's also just kept a lot of um, it's just kept a lot of things unchallenged and kept a lot of things like in place. It was, that, cul it was culture. Well, it yeah. is culture. Uh, at least in my experiences with the Mexican, uh, just being me Mexican, it's you. Religion is instilled in Mexico. Mm -hmm. You are in it. You're in yeah. Catholicism when you grow right. up. Yeah. It's it's there. So that then, as soon as like you're born, or as soon as you start learning these things as a kid, in my uh, experiences, you start seeing that, uh, not bringing it back to this conversation about power, like, it's all about power. It's about who's closest to God. And that's right. literally the hierarchy. It's literally whoever is oh, closest dude. to, whoever is closest to God, or whatever this higher power is in Catholicism, it's God. Whoever is closest to this person or closest to the top is more powerful, and that's typically how they. And that is how we see it: the priests or the people who are involved in religious life, brothers, nuns, yeah. sisters, or whatever. There's the altar again. boys, and then priests, yeah. and then up to the bishops and things, so on and so forth, up to the pope, up to God. We then give it's it's all power. It's all about power. It's never about equality ever in religion, hardly ever. When right. do you see you don't see ever you being up to the level of God? Never. That's not a thing because God is what you look up to, what you put your faith and your path in, which is sort of the problem I have with religion, but mm -hmm. let's not dive into that. Um, but then it's all about that power. You keep, and that's what shows that struggle, things like that. And that automatically makes women inferior in religion because they cannot be a priest. They cannot be as close to God as a man. Yeah. Because Same in Judaism where... Um, a woman can't be the pope. That's just yeah. the way that they well, it's also religion. women. Yeah, Judaism like women can't do like they can't be in certain positions of, of like, religious life. Of, yeah, of religious mm -hmm. yeah. Um, hierarchy. They're like they can't. There's certain mitzvahs that like they can't do, or like mm -hmm. there's they also can't wear their like they can't expose their like real hair out in public so to anyone yeah. but their to their rules. husband. They can't. You know, there's. And that's the kind of and that's kind of the sort of interesting thing that I think about when other, with other religions, it's why why aren't women allowed to show their hair? Is there a, do you know the yeah, reason this, behind this, it? This like is it because it's too sacred of a thing to show yourself yeah. out in public, or is it because you're just not allowed to? Because those are two different parts of the. I think the realm. it's well. I think that to <laughs> me, I mean, me, the spectrum. I, guess. I mean, if if you're if you ask me, I think those are both the same thing. Okay, I think the not allowed to versus the sacred argument are I see them both the same way okay. because it's like it should still mean that like you know a woman can if she she has she should still have the freedom to there shouldn't be a law stating that like she she's like not supposed to do this 
for this reason. Okay. When it's like, I still think that like, she should be able to wear her hair out and she should still be, she should be able to shake hands with another man. Like, because it's like, you know, she's, she should still have that autonomy Mm -hmm. over herself and like her own, you know, the way she conducts herself because that's just, you know, that's how you, that's just what gives you that authenticity as a human being. And that's, and that's the huge divide right there. Like just the way there's people who are raised on religion their whole life and, and that's just the way yeah. that it's, it's instilled. And then there's other people like me who are completely <laughs> different. Right, it's completely, right. completely different. But then also with people that just um, have classes and things that aren't even involved in religion, things like so, a social skills class, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I know those are completely different, two completely different things, religion and a class that I took in high school. But I was always taught to just uh, greet everybody the same in a room. And I'm not Jewish, so that would be seen as disrespectful. Right, yeah. Either either Different me cultures. as being disrespectful to you guys or to be or to them or as disrespecting to the woman in a way. Uh, and that's just something that I am unaware of. Yeah. And that can ignite some pretty interesting yeah. things depending on the person that's there. I think so, that I think that there's nothing wrong with having faith. You should have faith. Okay. I think you should have faith in life. Okay. Like I like like I don't I I would I would not consider myself an atheist by any means. Okay. I definitely believe in some higher power. Okay. But so like I think that faith is important to have in some way, mm-hmm. but it becomes problematic when it becomes imposed on other people because that's what establishes that 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 power structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you know you brought up religion. And I think that religion has led to a lot of the foundations of many civilizations and has caused us to structure our, our norms as, you know, in our, in our lives, um, in all these ways that have, have been, that are getting challenged today. Um, so I want to talk about, you know, how you perceive capitalism, because that's another part of the, the puzzle is like. Um, so we've talked about religion and I think that capitalism is worth discussing too because it also kind of like capitalism teaches that like you know there's that competition is a good thing and that that like we need to have like competition and and the market's ability to like run freely without government regulation with little government interference in order to like you know have like a functioning functioning economy Mm -hmm. and you know there are there have been arguments for capitalism in the sense where it's like it 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 kind of like um, it incentivizes things it incentivizes those reward factors. Yeah. But people, we you know, I have a lot of friends that argue for socialism. Yeah. And if you were to ask me, like, I I mean I'm no economist. Yeah. <laughs> Same um, here. I'm in a completely different realm. Right. Like I think that. There, there is merit to, there's a lot of merit to socialism, and specifically, there are certain aspects of society I 100% think need to be socialized. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the fact that so many things are getting, are privatized is fucked, because it it keeps those, like, that, that, uh, that gap in, in, um, welfare, and just that gap in, the classes, like mm-hmm. based on your income and, and uh, availabilities, yeah. it keeps that in place. So I want to hear, what, I guess, where you feel like um, 
just I guess like where you stand with stand that. that. And okay. Definitely more socialist as well, um, but there's this concerns about yeah. socialism too. There's um, there's when it comes to my profession in general, um, there's no one cure for, uh, there's no one specific treatment for an injury in a way, um, and I'm making a huge I'm gonna make a huge analogy as to what I do, but. When you look at, if you look at countries as different patients and things like that, they all have something wrong with them. Or they have experienced something that we've experienced, whether right, that be yeah. an, an economy crash or um, just a, a war, things like that. And people recover differently. Different, different countries are going to recover in a different way that we are. Mm-hmm. So the damages are different and things like that. Yeah, you look at things, uh, we have suffered from the same things as other countries, but we heal in a different way. And that's sort of what I do with people. You can line two or three people up and they can have the exact same thing going on, but how you're going to treat them and how you're going to get them back functioning is completely different than they have the same injury, but you're going to treat them completely different because everybody heals differently and everybody has their own body chemistry and their own body, their own just biological needs per person. And that's what's going to happen with us. And when we look at what works and what doesn't work with other states and with other countries, or states is just nationwide, but looking at other countries and how they have healed and the things that they've done in the past, sometimes we try and copy them because, hey, look, it's working for them, like, it must work for us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that just just doesn't work that way. It just isn't the case. Um, With things like trying to get back the economy uh, or getting it a little more neutral, more level-headed, Things like religion is huge. Mm-hmm. What's working for people out there is great. If it's working, phenomenal. Keep mm-hmm. doing that. And if we try it and you have to see that it doesn't, that's the other hard thing. You want to start seeing these changes, but they takes time. You could be five, ten years down the path and it could not work. Mm-hmm. Or you could be five, ten years down the path and it could work. You just have to wait. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to trying all these different isms for our nation, we're, I feel like we're slowly, barely starting to see what is really really working and what isn't Um, and I feel like we can also split that up by how long the presidential terms are Mm. like things are completely different than uh, things are kind of different than when Obama was in office but still now that Trump is in office some things that Obama enacted are still going on or still blooming in a way and that's sort of what we have to give benefit of the doubt for a lot of the things that we're doing with socialism with capitalism and things like that and how we just run our society in general uh, with how quick things are changing, it's it's impossible to keep up. Yeah, um, and I think that with everything, right? Honestly, yeah. it's just always fucking go. And go, I think go. I think that like I guess like I would consider myself like somewhat of like a social democrat. Like mm-hmm. I believe in like there are definitely things that need to be socialized. You know, mm-hmm. where I feel like we should at least be pushing for yeah more what more more people, like yeah. socialized things. Um, I don't by all means like. I believe, like, for one, like, people are afraid, people, there is just a deep ingrained fear of socialism that's just been a result of our Western media and presentation based on yeah. countries we've been enemies with and, you know, wars that, you know, have gone on over, like, the past century and, like, how different administrations have had that, have had those portrayals. That's made us really afraid of socialism. Yeah. And... And to be fair, like, socialism in other countries has also, like, completely failed or completely just, you know, caused dystopian level, uh, 
like of living. Uh, yeah, dystopian living in, in some situations. Like, there's been, like, for example, like, you know, Soviet Russia, or, you know, we talked also um, aspects of Cuba with Fidel Castro's mm-hmm. administration. Yeah. We talk about, um, you know, fucking things that are going on in China right now that we don't talk about enough. Like, mm-hmm. there are aspects of socialism and communism that have led to the deaths of millions of people that have given the government authoritative power that have been that have essentially given the government way too much of that that power power do shit that's now yeah so so rightfully so we have reason to be i feel like we've had reason to um be apprehensive about the implementation of socialism but that being said there's still reason for concern about capitalism in the same way because it's also led to such divisiveness in, you know, economic distribution and, and availability of resources. And um, it's just led to a uh, keeping the rich people rich and the poor people poor. And so I feel like we need to find some kind of common ground with both systems because... Our country is not ready for social, like full out socialism. Yeah, well, yet. exactly, and and that's the thing. It's but we can work mind. towards we can work towards it. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what and that's what we have to find is a common ground, and that's just going to take a while, obviously. But it's it's about talking about it. It's about figuring yeah. out what is working and what hasn't worked, and just throwing shit that throwing shit away that doesn't work, yeah. and trying to figure it out. It's the thing is that it's there's too many clashing heads that are in power, uh, sadly. Um, but people have great idea, great ideas out there. Yeah. It's just about figuring out how to put them all together and just be for, uh, just do what's best for the common right. good. Yeah. Uh, and people are speaking up, and people in our everyday shoes are taking the lead, and that's good. Um, but it's you're then faced these people that are are speaking up are then faced with a different uh, a different uh, obstacle, and that's the obstacle of inexperience. Some of these guys that have been in politics, some of these guys have been in there for so, so long and know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. They know what strings to pull and how to get around things, sadly. And I mean, it's very, very real. Yeah. Uh, and just the people that are stepping up right now that are very young just don't, can't keep up, sadly. Yeah. Uh, right. And the ones that just want to challenge the system. Yeah, and they and they're doing so greatly. They're being yeah. heard. But Shout out to AOC. They are, yeah, and it's just that they're being shut down. Yeah, they're that being too. vested, uh, and when it comes to the political system, it may not be what's morally correct. Um, but as we can see, and what has been. But they're being the lambasted past, for for yeah. even attempting to speak out yeah. against you know. And that's the thing we start to see that, we start to see that some of these people in power don't give a shit about morality, and that's that's sort of the huge, the biggest, one of the biggest parts because. You start to then see, if you're a good person, you then start to see that if people are fucking ruthless, they will do anything in their way to get what they want. Because mm-hmm. they don't care about other people's emotions or care about... And at that point, it's not, it doesn't even become political at that point. It becomes just someone's just nature. Like, for example, like there can be someone who can, stand, who can claim that they stand for all the same um, stances as you on so oh, yeah. all the issues but they can be a whole they can be a horrible fucking person yeah. it's not about what you say it's more it's all about your, your actions. actions and what you do yeah. people don't remember for people aren't remember for what they say i mean some people are like quotes right yeah say, but 
But actions do actions do speak louder than words. Exactly. They speak uh, over generations. So, so yeah. seeing that is very important with yeah. people in power nowadays. Like seeing that morality, <laughs> it's just that good and bad is relative, and that you see that some people don't find don't have the same care about you as some of these, um, I guess, oppre- the oppressiveness that you've experienced in your life um, because it isn't a priority or they just don't care. Yeah. You have to realize that's a very rare or they ha- thing. Or they haven't had that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Or somebody hasn't come up to the door and be like, hey, have you thought about the shit I've gone Do you know through? how much you're fucking yeah, me right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. It's, sometimes it's, it's pretty bad, but you then, people get humble, people get humble after you... Yeah. You sort of have them take a step back or t- have them take a step out of power yeah. in a way. And you see things from a different perspective and you're like, all right, shit isn't so great here. Or shit isn't going as smoothly as I thought I would. it would without keeping it, uh, in, uh, without looking back at it or yeah. taking care of it. And you start to see that things have sort of just become a shit show. And you're like, all right, this needs help. And it's okay to have that or to look back and say, hey, this person needs help. But that's when you start to then realize that there are a lot of fucking people that need help. There are a lot of fucking people that this one person just told you about. This person just probably opened up a realm or a community of people that need your help. But you already have two, three other things going on. That's the hard part. It's about prioritizing and you get put on wait lists. Or you're also getting money from... You're you're getting money from people that want things in place. No, exactly. (laughs) And that's the thing. Money is power. It's it's shitty and it's sad as that sounds like money there is is power um and that's how you've gotten to see uh, things with the uh the church in Notre Dame in France like within days like people were just like all right I'm gonna donate to that because like I care about it and that's fine but you then get to see that that kind of opens up your eyes to hey we also need a Help couple over here. million dollars over here. We look at the people that that contributed to the border wall uh, fundraiser thing. I think they raised like millions couple, of dollars. Yeah, I but but like then there's but where is that money addressing things like the Flint water crisis? Exactly. Or people don't exactly people don't have the same priorities or the same experiences for them to care about Flint. But they're getting and a lot of that is because of how they've been, you know how the media has been fed to them or how or what they believe or what, what their moral been, standards yeah, are because they what's cut, been implanted yeah because they probably just well if you put it up on if you put it up on just a pedestal and just say all right somebody that's very into trump would they rather uh invest their money into the wall or to help money poor people that don't have clean water, water? <laughs> sadly like yeah. i hate to say this but some their their interests are in their um safety and their future which I think is irrational, but (laughs) I mean, it is what it is, honestly. But it was incredible to see that in one night. I'm just like, holy shit, where's this kind of energy on other things? But that's the thing. The energy is there. It's just not being towards... It's not being allocated in the right places. Yeah, or they think it is for their perspective because they think it's right Right. or what's morally better for them. Um, Oh, right and wrong, also relative. That's a whole other... We have to do another. We have to do another podcast. So before we, yeah. So before we, um, before we close out, I also I think that we when we're talking about power, I I think that that's the key word here. Is like Mm -hmm. we've we've talked a lot about power, and uh, a lot of people want power, and that kind of goes into. That's fear. I think a lot of power has to do with fear. They're afraid of 
not being in control. How, okay, how, okay. They're afraid of, they, they need that sense of control. Mm-hmm. And, or, and in many cases, it's, had, it's been imposed on other people or it's been imposed on societies, it's been imposed in law. And that keeps things in place. That gives that that sense of stability to keep that power intact. Yeah. And we have all these people speaking out about all these injustices, and it's a, it's it's a threat. It's a threat to that power intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that is why a lot of you know that's why a lot of politicians or not even just politicians, just a lot of people that. Like like you said, people that just have those, their priorities different. Yeah, That's... they're afraid of that change. They're afraid of those. They're afraid of um, being challenged, and they're and they they uh, speak they speak very hostily and defensively against um, people in a way that's very offensive mm-hmm. because they feel threatened. Yeah, the you know, power is being challenged. Like right, it's... and I think that's just, that's just like that's human nature is that. Fight or flight, like yeah. Somebody said, if you look at nature and there's a lion, there's two lions, and one has something to protect, you're gonna fucking want. And somebody's threatening like everything you've worked for, whether that's good or bad to you. Of course, you're gonna stand up. You're gonna be like, hey, I've worked for this, and then that's just then. That's a very, <laughs> very uh, raw uh, explanation or thing um, to compare it to. But if you Somebody that's in power won't want to lose it. And also, it's a whole other conversation, but it also depends on the type of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting power doesn't always mean you can keep it. Uh, as you can see, like everyone's level-headed to get to the position of power, that whatever an election is, uh, saying that they are not yeah. um, <laughs> helped in or a third party is involved in them. But they're all even, and then when somebody gets into power, they're going to want to defend it because they've worked for it. And if somebody starts challenging that, they're obviously going to feel some sort of a defense mechanism because that's just human nature, fight or flight. Or they're born into it, and it's just what they've always known. And, and that's the nature-nurture conversation, yeah. and that's a whole other thing that... All these things that we just Man, learned, yeah. that just have been taught to us, or that I've learned through school, or that my parents have taught me, are all coming up now. Like These are the yeah. things that people taught us about. It was like, right. you're going to need to learn this, or you're going to need to apply this somehow when you're older, or when you have the power to speak up. Uh, and when it comes to things like that, you have to know when it's time to speak up. And you can't be afraid of the situation because you don't know when it's going to come. And um, being in situations like that in the past, it's your heart gets bumping. Like, this is the change that you need, and you're either going to do it now or you're just going to be another person and just walk on by. And, right. You're going to be a sheep. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's exactly All right. What's up, baby? How's it going, man? <laughs> what keeps you up at night, Abe? What keeps me up at night? Oh, geez. <laughs> I guess not wanting to work in the morning, but that uh, has a lot of different answers, bud. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of counterintuitive. You gotta get to sleep, man. Yeah, what you about get... you, man? What keeps you up at night? <laughs> what keeps me at night? Um, the ringing in my ears. Um, Silence. Yeah, that's why I like to I like to sleep with music on, but... Um, yeah, man, I never... No one ever asked me the, the question yeah, right, that. Yeah, right, just flipped it on you. <laughs> what um puts you to sleep? Puts me to sleep? Oh man, uh, a nice bowl of cereal and some meditation and some tea. Some definitely some tea. Some nice self care practices. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I had a bowl of fruity pebbles recently at like one a.m. 
It that was must have been great. life changing. It was so great. Thanks <laughs> I for, had, yeah, for thanks sure. For being on the show, dude. I had fruity pebbles recently and uh, changed my life again. Like when I did when I yeah. was 10. It's been great bringing yeah. them back. Yeah, for sure, man. But uh, thanks for having me. Good. I'll go ahead and uh, I'll see you later, bud. Yeah, dude. Uh, thanks for watching, yeah. Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Two, three, four.